You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, we're going to be going over all of this, all of the SummerSlam results, including NXT TakeOver. We're going to be talking about the fallout from SummerSlam that uh, happened on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we're also going to be celebrating Vince McMahon's 72nd birthday tonight on Band from Ringside. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. I am your host, Bill, aka out, aka Shaolin Master of the Marshall Smarks, Maggie. <laughs> and sitting across from me, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Not much, baby. What's up with you? Doing pretty good. Tell Bo I like that one. That was good. I will. Uh, and to his left, as always, we have two beers. What? Wait, that's not that's not two beers, Zach Coleman. It's three beer, three beer, Zach. It's three beer, Jim Button, Jimmy <laughs> B. <laughs> From the Let's Get Comfortable podcast here on the Free Play Media Podcast Network. How are you, Jimmy? Fantastic, boys. Really appreciate you having me on. This is what a pleasure. Fresh meat, baby. Well, we like we like having you on. Definitely, we appreciate you having or appreciate you having you on. Spit it out, son. Now, Jimmy B is, like I said, on the Let's Get Comfortable podcast here on the Free Play Media Podcast Network. We're here in beautiful Shock City Studios in St. Louis, Missouri. And um, I've been listening to your show for a while now, ever since we joined, and uh, I get a real big kick out of it. How about you tell the listeners, how about you tell the BFR listeners what Let's Get Comfortable is all about? Well, I think you just said it right there. The key word is comfort, and I, I feel like I can bring a little bit of comfort to band from ringside because I think I might get a little uh, hectic here on the show. It does sometimes. You'll be the, yes. you'll be the gray area. Yeah, Absolutely. we need you to be the buffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, and and uh, you know our our whole shtick, our our uh, our gimmick, if you will, mm-hmm. is uh, we start every show. We take our pants off because that's uh, that's the most comfortable position to get in when you're. Whoa. Uh, you know, we get our pants off, and then we okay. have, uh, gentlemen, we have our drinks of the show, which. I gotta Ooh. tell you, mm. I brought a little surprise over to Band from Ringside. If you guys uh, are okay with it, true, yeah. Well, uh, uh, me and Jason have been known to drink. Sure, you know, now the whole, now the whole the uh, whole the whole shtick around the drink of the show is it can't be beer. Okay, anything but beer. Yeah, okay. I mean, That's we've gone through probably every malt beverage that ever, that the grocery store has to offer. Okay, or or maybe just some random, you know. Gas station down yeah, here off Grand. Whatever. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, for you tonight. Oh, here we go. I like this. Christmas coming early. Christmas coming early. We have Red's Blueberry Ale. Oh. Have yeah. you ever had it? I have never had the Red's Blueberry Ale. I have had the Red's Apple Ale. Sure. Now, okay. Being now their we've, trademark. We've gone through. Now, now you got to remember, no beer. You're going to come across what some might call a little bit of a girly drink every once in a while. I don't mind. I'm not. I'm not too proud. And, and I'm, I'm way too old to try to impress people with what I drink. Sure, Preach. sure. We've had these on our show before. They're quite delicious. Well, let's th- let's give this a shot. I think it might meet a little treat here. Okay. Well, here's cheers. A cheers, fellas. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Salute, gentlemen. I'm gonna try this Red's Blueberry Ale right now. Ooh, yeah. That's real nice. You got to get it right in the mic there. Let the folks know. You're getting a good sip. Okay. You know what? That's not too sweet. No, that was yeah, my biggest worry. It was it was going to be. I was sweet. worried it was going to be too sweet. And it's not bad. Yeah, it's a it's mostly beer with 
a little touch of blueberry, not too much. Yeah, that's right. And blueberry happens to be my my least favorite artificial flavor, like when you go with candy and stuff like that. But sure. This is good. You can put down a six pack of these, right? Oh yeah, oh, easily. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't nah. say it like that. <laughs> I do that every night. Absolutely. So nah. we'll, let's see what we can do here. But thank you very much. Really appreciate it uh, from my co-host Patty Mo and myself. We appreciate the the cross promotions here on the show. We're For doing sure. we're doing big things on uh, Free Play Media Podcast Network, and it's great to see both shows, all of the shows, all the shows get over. Yeah, I'd like to consider us, you know, brother shows. Absolutely. Yeah, we're fam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Before we get started on our three count, uh, I would like to mention that we had a great time. Two Beards, Zach, uh, JCB, myself, and friend of the show, Steve Patterson, had a great time at Glory Pro's uh, event in Alton, Illinois on Sunday. Sleep sleep Sleep, until you're dead. Sleep when we're dead. Yeah. It was a blast. We had such a good time. It's a local promotion run by international wrestling superstar Michael Elgin. He's when you're a big, in, when you go to Japan, you're an international yeah, superstar. He, <laughs> yeah, he is a he is a big wrestling star in Japan. Uh, just had a really good G1 tournament, New Japan Amazing. tournament. Uh, he was as gracious as ever. They were as gracious as ever. Uh, we met a lot of great wrestlers that we plan on having on that agreed to be on the podcast. Slowly but surely. Yeah, in the very near future. Um, but there was a bunch of spot. There was a bunch of great spots. <laughs> a bunch of great wrestling. And we had an effing blast, yeah. y'all. So uh, the next one's going to be on in October. Uh, I'll check that date. Before Same place we get there. Uh, in Alton, but I, I know it's in October. I just the actual date excuse me yeah. it's it's probably going to be aligned on whatever pay-per-view october is because right. the first two have been on wwe pay-per-view night so whatever that third one is i would probably figure out what the october pay-per-view is with wwe and probably circle that in pencil just to be safe just stay tuned to bfr and we'll tell you sure do you think i'm the only one with the six-year-old mind who who thinks that it's Glory hole wrestling? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's come across some people's sure, minds sure, before. Sure, 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 sure. Hasn't been said to me. I haven't personally said it, but I'm not going to go beyond the realm of possibility that somebody else has thought it. Well, now you're going to be thinking it every Yeah, time. pretty much. <laughs> but gentlemen, without further ado, let's get to our... Three counts... Rich, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, he, after his lovely, what was that, three and three and eight weekend? Yeah, Rich didn't have the best weekend in terms of predictions. He's not supposed to. <laughs> it's the placebo. I got to fuck with him. I mean, come on. All right. So our first count's going to be our SummerSlam results. And uh, SummerSlam, the second biggest pay-per-view yeah. of the year uh, behind WrestleMania for WWE. It was a big show. It was a long show. Jason and I... Uh, Jason said it wasn't that long, and I said, well, six hours is pretty long, and he said, well, the pre-show doesn't count, but... Sure. It doesn't count. Do- okay, Jim, did, did you watch the uh, the pay-per-view over the weekend? Absolutely, but I saw somebody on your... Uh, Shout-out to your Friends of BFR page on mm-hmm. Facebook uh, that mentioned, uh, totally sucks when you try to watch it mid-show, th- mid yeah, and you can't watch from the beginning. Yeah. That was me also. So I hopped in, like, right in the middle of the women's match, and... Watched it throughout there. Yeah, I mean, I we watched it. We got to Tender Mahal's house in like at the beginning of the. It was around eight o'clock. It was right around eight o'clock. Yeah, we got to watch it when it started getting good because right. we saw the Sheamus Cesaro um, the Shield match. Jason, what was your biggest takeaway from SummerSlam? 
that the matches that deserve to be on the main card that weren't on the main card. I mean, ultimately, I mean, that was your biggest takeaway. Yeah, it, for because I what I didn't have a lot of high expectations coming into it. I only wanted to watch maybe two or three matches. What was the what were the matches that you speak of that were on the uh, pre-show that you thought should have been on the main show, and what matches would you have removed from the main show? Okay, the two that. Or do you just want it to be six hours long like Vince? No, not at all. No, I said last week that the matches that they had on Raw. My knee-jerk reactions are like, okay, this is perfect. So we're going to take these matches off of SummerSlam and everybody gets more time. It makes more sense. If you're going to do this six-hour show, let's do a six-hour show with great fucking matches versus 10 seconds of uh, your boy Rusev getting j- jobbing out to uh, <laughs> Randy Orton. Okay, that's your first match. The other match... I love how Rusev's become yeah, my boy just boy. because I like him. Just I Who like picked him last week? Just because I like him more than you week? do. Who picked him last week? <laughs> You goaded me into it. <laughs> and you fell for it, idiot. Anyway, <laughs> there I say, stupid idiot. Okay, anyway, you could take that match off. You could take Big Cass and show off. You could have took off uh, John Cena and Baron Corbin. The two matches you you put back on is the Cruiserweight match with Tozawa and Neville. And then, obviously, arguably one of the best matches of the night, top two for sure, is Uso's Uso and New Day. Day. Yeah. Uh, Jim, what was your biggest takeaway from SummerSlam? I got to tell you, mine was uh, the fact that Brock Lesnar is probably not going to the UFC anymore. He retains the title. He comes back in classic fashion. He's dogging it. He's dogging it. And he comes back right at the end and uh, hits him with a with a uh, F5 and just crushes. So, you know, I, I would have bet the house that he was going to the UFC. I didn't check any dirt sheets beforehand to, to check it out. Do you feel like it, he might have known something was coming out about the John Bones Jones crap? See, eh. that's an, that's an interesting point because Twitter, John yeah. Bones Jones just tested positive for, or he failed his drug test, basically. So maybe there was an audible called at some point yeah. where they thought that Lesnar wasn't going to go over and they were going to let him go away for a little while until he could come back during WrestleMania season. Yeah, um, I'm I'm as shocked as anybody that Brock Lesnar went over. All um, I thought that. The only reason that you put Brock Lesnar in a fatal four-way is so that he can lose the belt without having to get pinned, so he doesn't have to take that pin. Um, I thought that once he went out on the stretcher, though, and I said it to you, sitting you sitting with you in Tinder's living you room, did. You did. I said that he, he's winning now. There's yeah, no right, way he goes yeah. off on the stretcher yeah, and doesn't exactly, come back yeah. and win the whole damn thing. It's the, it's the classic John Cena, Roman Reigns kind of, you know, here's this his, you know historic, heroic comeback you know, against all odds, kind of nonsense. Brock Lesnar doesn't need that. Brock Lesnar is already right. a made man, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's totally over. I didn't like that. I did know just coming into it, and obviously, like Jim, I didn't read dirt sheets. I was with you know, basically on the run all day Sunday. Yeah, but just the the stuff that I did read coming up to the match that a lot of people were starting to pick up Brock Lesnar as the guy that was going to win this match. So that's the the sole reason I took it. It, it'd be different, just to piggyback on Jim's point, it'd be different if, like, John Jones' match was the week before SummerSlam. But there was some time in between those two matches. So, yeah. obviously, at that point, you test the sample. The sample comes out dirty. Yeah. Okay, and then there's some kind Enough of— Enough time for them to— Almost okay. lead WWE audiences by the nose and right. say, "Hey, we're it's not going to be Brock. Brock. It's not going to be, be Brock. All, all you savvy fans, you know, all the people that you know, 
you know, uh, yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, the people that are in the audience probably for it, for it to look like Brock Lesnar is going to be the last one to win, and then he wins anyway. Plus, and, I just like picturing uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Paul Heyman walking into Vince McMahon's office, going, "All right, here, remember the whole deal? <laughs> We're just going to reverse <laughs> yeah, that." Great say, he we'll failed his test. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that God, whole thing. God yeah. damn it, that's great. <laughs> no, and <laughs> on the, on that same point. That was kind of like the theme of the night. What you thought was going, kind of going to happen wasn't happening. Um, Sasha was the only championship flip that, well, that and uh, the Shield were the two that I thought was going to happen. Neville. Neville. No, you just, we just gave it to Tazawa. No, oh, the it, only two that you thought were going to happen. happen. I thought you were yeah. talking about title changes. All the rest of them were like, you know, oh, okay, oh, okay. Natty, it, Natty, Natty was weird. Natty, Natty was beating we- Naomi. Is it true. was yeah. weird just because Natty kind of feels like I don't want to say she's the tender mahal of the women's division, but she's been she's been saddled with some really sad storylines. Yeah. You know, you know, your great colleague's girlfriend. Make that work. I mean, how the hell are you supposed to make yeah, that work? That sounds she awful. was great, Khali's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah, they yeah. were an item for a little bit. I don't remember that. I remember her exact. farting. I remember her having that farting okay, gimmick for a while. So that's what I'm saying. You, <laughs> you, you give you saddle Natty with these kind of angles, and then all of a sudden, when she wins the title, and it's supposed to feel good, it's supposed to feel like Drew McIntyre to me. At that point, she had like suffered she's been so struggling long, and struggling, and then now here it is. Here's your moment. Absolutely. Eh. I was like, yeah, okay. I agree more. Yeah. And, uh, real tears from Naomi at the end there, you think? Because it looked like she was devastated. I mean, maybe she, she really just, did sell it. Maybe she's selling it hard. But I'm, I'm going to give her the credit and say she sold it. Yeah. Um, obviously, she has to know. Mm-hmm. I think she sold it. She sold it well. She made me feel bad for her. I'll give her that. That there is when wrestling's at its best, though, when you're like, oh, that person <laughs> actually looks upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I was going to say, oh, at, the, at the end of the day, it. it I said it before I walked in the door. Takeover once again outshines oh a four. God. We'll just no. We'll just go six. A six-hour SummerSlam pay-per-view is being outclassed, outwrestled, outmanaged. Whatever the words you want to put into it, by a two and a half-hour NXT Takeover. Once again, in five matches, we do more than what eleven, twelve matches did on the main card. Maybe that's the reason, though. Maybe it's because it was only five matches. Maybe that's why SmackDown's better than Raw, because SmackDown's only two hours, and watching Raw, watching SmackDown live, it's like, oh, I can do this easy. You know, I can just have some dinner and sit around, and then I'll watch SmackDown. Watching Raw, it's like, man, that's an investment. Maybe that's why NXT is better, or why TakeOver is better. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. I think we're agreeing. We're we're agreeing. But oh, you're trying to make us not agree, even though <laughs> no, we're agreeing. I, I, I think I can come harder than that. No, seriously, it just, they do it better. It, it it makes sense. Everything that Takeover did did makes sense. Yeah, you took Bobby Roode out, and now you're replacing with Adam Cole. Perfect. You take, I, I guess, uh, you're going to add Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish to a kind of suffering um, tag team division. You got uh, Almas over Johnny Gargano. That's the one. I thought that was the slam dunk of the night. There was no way Gargano was going to lose his first real singles match after the breakup with DIY. They did that. Um, Asuka. 
504 days. It's time for her to come up to yeah, the main no, roster. Gotta go. Gotta go. And they did that. They did everything that you thought was going on the normal course of action. The only person that went up over the weekend was Bobby Roode. Outside of that, they did things that at least makes storyline sense. And we'll get to Bobby Roode in a second. Of course. Absolutely. Um, We're in the shirt, for Christ's sake. We better talk about Bobby Roode. Jimmy B. Yes, sir. Before we get too far down the rabbit hole on yeah. TakeOver and things like that, were you surprised that... Because I think the match of the night at SummerSlam was the main event. I was I was on the edge of my seat. I was on fire. I was like, this is, this is good television. To yeah. me, it was like the finale of MASH. But <laughs> does... Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Were you surprised at Roman Reigns taking the pin in that match as opposed to probably Joe would have been the next one? Because they definitely made Braun look the strongest. Oh, yeah. without question. I heard I saw somebody on Twitter say that Brock Lesnar went over, but Braun got over, which yeah. is sounds. I think no, it was an ex, ex-WWE yeah. ref. Yeah, Were you surprised that Roman Reigns took right. the pin? No, no, because, you know, it's happened before. And, you know, uh, WrestleMania, you got uh, uh, Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns crushing it. I think, to your point, it was pure carnage, pure mayhem, exactly what you want to see out of a main event. Especially a main event with that poundage in it. Those, sure. Those LBs. I know there can't be a main event that a main event at any pay per view that's had more weight yeah. in the ring at any time. And I also like that they have all the other announcing tables any other time back up stage. <laughs> but for these events, they throw them down there because yeah, right? you just know it's going down. Yeah, let's just put them down there. It's literally. What's going to happen with these tables down here? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, other notes from SummerSlam, the Shield went, over, Shield went uh, over to maybe the pop of the night. Dean Ambrose still might be the most over guy on the main roster. He gets the biggest baby face pop out of anybody out there. Can you name somebody else? Maybe Enzo, but Enzo's a lot of kids, no, man. That, I'm, I'm still going AJ Styles. I mean, I'm sorry. It just, I get what you're saying, and mm. it's Dean is Dean is Dean, and he gets that initial pop. But then once he gets into the ring, it's it's Dean Ambrose. I'm sorry. I just he needs to do more for me. We need to have him develop his character. That wasn't my question, though. I hear get, you. It's him. It's him and AJ Styles get the biggest pops. Then I would still take okay. AJ Styles. There's too many. There's too many of us out there that love AJ Styles more. Would you admit that it's that they're one in one A? No. <laughs> no, he did. They got monster pop, but I mean, I think that's residual from the week before when we finally got what we wanted. We've been wanting this reunion for about six oh, yeah, months. Yeah, they, they did it perfectly. They did the Shield reunion perfectly. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, they did it the week before, so it kind of residually get, bleeds into and those guys, Sunday night. Those guys having the tag team belts is fucking awesome. That's yeah, going to be incredible. Yeah, they'll run it probably almost, I would almost say the rest of the year. Yeah. So that'll, that'll run its course until the the entire shield comes back together eventually, which do you think is a play to save Roman Reigns' career? Because oh, you personally, like, like they're keeping it in their back pocket just in case. Yeah, in case that just everybody completely turns on the guy. Because personally, not a fan of the guy of Roman mm. Reigns. Yeah, no, nah, I mean okay, Roman okay. Reigns doesn't do it for me. Here's my question about that because complex. I wasn't a Roman Reigns guy. And I've kind of flipped over to be a Roman Reigns guy. Okay. Is it the fact that you don't like his ring work? You don't like the promos? Is it a combination of both? Both. It, okay. It, it, he he's not exciting to me in the ring. And you know, like the sure John Cena has his standard throw five, him against the ropes, five moves of doom. Yeah, yeah. 
Roman Reigns has the whole cock in his wrist thing. For he cocks his wrist. It, it, <laughs> it's, and his move's called the Superman punch. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's I, the worst. Trust me, we're grown men in in, in a PG world here right. with the yeah. with the WWE. So yeah. I get it. You got to pander to the children for sure, but you still got to take care of that attitude era of your fan base who are used to glass breaking, yes, stone cold stunners, blood, blood everywhere. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get that. We're not going to get that, but... But but you want high-quality matches. Sure. In the last couple years, I honestly think, and and I'm not saying this to be contrarian... Roman Reigns has brought it. He's gotten way better than he was beforehand. He'll never be good on the mic. Let's just get that off the table. He's not going to be good on the mic. Well, that's cool then because he's being presented as the top guy in the company, so that's great that he's no good on the mic. Come on. (laughs) That's that's the soft bigotry of low expectations. (laughs) Okay, so Bret Hart... Bret Hart was the, like... Do the, not compare it's the Roman same Reigns thing. to Bret Hart. It's the Awful. same thing promo-wise. I'm not talking about wrestling. I'm talking about promos. Bret Hart was brutal on the mic. Brutal. Okay, but Bret Hart was a 10 in ring and a 3 on the mic. Okay. Roman Reigns is a 6. No, he's a 5 in ring. He's a 8 with the looks. And he's a... T- it might be the best looking guy that's ever been WWE. <laughs> And he's a he's a two or three, he's a two or three on the mic. I'm not disagreeing with that, Jim. You jump in afterwards. I'm just saying they're ex- they're presenting them the best way possible. They're presenting their strengths. They're not letting Roman Reigns talk on the mic anymore. He says what he needs to they say. Just smirks. And he's he like just, little yeah, finger. Exactly. Outside of that, okay, then Littlefinger does what he needs to do when you don't look. He handles his business. Yeah, I think Roman Reigns I think is Roman the same Reigns thing. Can, I think Roman Reigns is better than Littlefinger. Yeah, I think... Go ahead. What were you going <laughs> to no, say? Jim, you you Jim, had something tweet, there. <laughs> he said that for a fact. Go ahead. I'll give him the credit that, you know, at the end of the day, he doesn't necessarily get to choose when and where he's going to be on the mic. So... The, you know that. that's true. The only thing he control is what he's doing in the ring, and 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 I think it, all, it goes back to NXT and Takeover, and why we pandered to that so much is it's high intensity. It's the last match they're ever going to have. Every time they get out there, yeah. you're getting a high speed match, and and he goes out there, and it's just blah to me. It's it's just a even in the even in the the four way um, at the main event. I mean, he's the he's the guy that you care. He's the worst guy in the ring out because of those four guys. Because he's the most over. Well, he's the most. He's Teflon at this point. Anything that happened to Roman Reigns when he took that pinfall, it's not like you're going to look at him any different. Either you like him or you don't. Let's say, God forbid, Joe takes that pinfall. Now you look at him a little different. Yeah. Now you're like, okay, not only has he lost to Brock, he lost the week before. Now he's lost on SummerSlam. That's three weeks in a row. You got to. Roman Reigns did what he had to do, and he and he took the pinfall the way he should have. And that's a perfect segue into our two count. Good job, Rich. Which is uh, the Monday night segment uh, with Reigns, Cena, The Miz, (laughs) and Samoa Joe, where Cena comes out as. Fucking snarky no, no. as ever. No. <laughs> Kurt Angle introduces John Cena. John Cena, oh, yeah. you know. Angle introduces Cena. Comes Cena out. comes out without a hat. Weird. Which looked weird. It looked like he was like a 13-year-old that just woke up. Right. Yeah. Like, he didn't even style his hair. Like, put some product in, Cena. You're right. on TV. It's the, it's the face of the franchise. He can do what he wants. He's getting a little bald spot in the back. Did you notice that? Yeah. I was about to say, that's what happens when <laughs> you wear a head. Did he have a bald spot? Yeah. yeah. 
He's getting up there. So he comes out and he basically treats it like a joke. Reigns comes out and uh, kind of, well, he goes, I'm here to talk to one guy. And then everybody starts chanting. And then Reigns' music comes out. Reigns comes out. Reigns says, the only thing, the only talking you've ever done to me is on Twitter. I didn't know what they were referring. They have a little Twitter beef. Yeah. I mean, it's kayfabe though, right? It's kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But they said it kind of behind the scenes with this little Twitter beef. And now it's presented on camera the night after SummerSlam. To make it legit. Yeah, so now the, the common fan knows that, okay, we got these two icons in the ring. What's getting ready to happen? So uh, before we get to the rim- ramifications of Cena and Reigns, Miz comes out. Oh, yes. And cuts the promo, cuts the promo of his life. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. Yeah. No, was- no, no. Talking smack was the promo of his life. This is somewhere in that time. And five. both of those are within the last six months. Both of those promos. Yeah. But that promo the other night... And you and I just watched it mm-hmm. about 45 minutes ago before we came into the studio because I wanted to, just because I enjoyed it so much. No, it was good. It was yeah, good. It was The Miz basically speaking truth. Absolutely. I mean, it was a shoot promo saying, when do I, it's like, how many moments do you two get to have? Right. I was sitting there going, is The Miz getting a crowd push right now? <laughs> right. I know. What's going on? Well, no, he gets the crowd push when it's, it's smarky fans like us. The night after WrestleMania. The night after oh, the, uh, at, uh, SummerSlam. At WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're the guys that are going to spend the last dollar to make this the best possible experience. So, yeah, he said it to a smarky crowd. I said it to Bill before he left. It's like he we're talking to Miz, and Miz is speaking for us. Right. A lot of this is our own personal frustration. Miz hides it very well because, I mean, he does a lot of media, and he just does what he's supposed to do. But this is the one time that in Talking Smack were the, the two times that literally it felt like he was speaking for me, for us, for a lot of wrestling fans that don't like John Cena, that are ambivalent to Roman Reigns or whatever the case may be. He said it to the point where I was just like, damn right. That's what I'm talking about. Miz's biggest problem is everybody remembers Miz from WrestleMania 27, I think, sounds right. We all grow. We all evolve. Everybody starts off on one path, but doesn't mean that they stay on that same path. I remember him from the Real World Road Rules Challenge. Absolutely. My, okay. my third favorite show besides Raw and SmackDown. Sure. More so to my point <laughs> is that you remember what Miz used it. to be. Yeah, if it comes on, I'll watch it. You remember no, what I DVR it. My motherfucker. That's, that's yeah, still in there. Yeah. That's, that's fucking my favorite he's show. He's all in. You, you guys see what, Ammo the other night? <laughs> you remember what Miz was versus what Miz is. Okay, appreciate what Miz is, because at some point he's going to go away. Yep. He's going to be. It's, uh, if not, I was Miz, I'd be like, look, how long do, does he have to stay in mid card purgatory? When is his next chance mid-card to be purgatory? He's this got is the IC title. This is that, and what is that? He just fought and John Cena that? at WrestleMania. Where That's was not- he? Where was he at, at on SummerSlam? Where was no, he at, at SummerSlam? No, I know. No, no, no. I'm I'm with you there, <laughs> okay. but I don't think he's mid card. I'm not well, saying. I'm not saying he's mid-card. He should be top-card where he's at and where he's probably going to be for a while is mid-card. Intercontinental title isn't what it used to be. It doesn't Agreed. mean anything now. It's what it used to be. Agreed. For the record, and and I'm sorry for being naive and not knowing this, boys, but are we Let's Go Cena or Cena Sucks on this show? Uh, I'm a Cena Sucks kind of guy. I'm a kind of Let's Go Cena. 
Really? Yeah. I'm Let's Go Cena as well. In fact, I'm I would getting, say two beers probably Let's Go Cena. Really? I would think so, yeah. I'm getting married in uh, less than 20 days here. And Congratulations. Th- thank you. My thank entrance you. music is Cena's music into my wedding. So. Are you serious? And the wife has allowed this She's, to happen. Like, I, I maybe got three decisions in this whole deal, and that was one of them. I'm like, here's the deal. Here's what we're coming out. <laughs> you took it and ran with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm getting three? Shit, I know what the first one is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, uh, I got to wear a cummerbund? Okay. All right, then I got Cena's yeah, music. Right. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, I'll, I'll, commit, I'll meet you halfway, but you got to give me John Cena's music. Go ahead. Right. But no, no I, I, I totally agree. I think... Uh, the Miz is stuck in the limbo of where he is now. He deserves a push. I mean, the guy's been there. He's over the. He's over the. He's your buddy that everyone's just like, ah, fuck. The Miz is here. You know, <laughs> don't worry about this guy. Blah blah blah. But he's been there. He's put the time in. You know, he deserves it. He deserves it. Well, I'd like to see him get another title shot. Um, what it seems like to me that they might be going with Cena Joe for the next feud, and then Miz reigns. <sighs> Jesus. That, so so that, Reigns is going to be the wait, U.S. title? That, wait, you don't like that? Who's over? Yeah. Who, so all that says to me is Reigns wins the U.S. title. Intercontinental. Or Intercontinental title, I'm sorry. It adds to his resume. I mean, that's that's all it says to me. It It's now a lower card, a, a lower feud of what Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal is. So you're going to have the Miz to Rise it, interfering see, all you, the time. You can't say that the Intercontinental doesn't mean as much as it did and then say that feuding with Reigns is only going to bury him. Feuding with Reigns, feuding with him. Reigns is feuding with Reigns is top of the card. For <laughs> Not when it's for the Intercontinental Championship. No, no, no. It Titles are props. Belts are props. It's about who you're fighting. It's about selling. It's about money. It's okay, about go, ticket okay, sales. Okay, let's 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 cut to the chase. Just to, let's cut just, to the chase. Let's okay. cut to the chase. <laughs> if we have an intercontinental championship match right now, Miz Roman Reigns, who wins? Uh, the Miz with help from the Miz Taraj. Oh, that's a solid solid play. Clearly, that's why I'm beating you in our predictions this year. <laughs> 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 because I take what I want to happen. I bet with my heart and not my pocketbook, which is what my father uh, advised me against and, and God many, bl- many, God many years bless ago. Mr. Veggie. Okay. However, that ain't Vince. All you right. No, Vince ain't going to let that happen. And that'll move us on to our three counts. Okay. The three count being, fellas, uh, there were two, uh, one reintroduction and one introduction to SmackDown this week. Uh, and we'll start with the big introduction, which was Bobby Roode, who dropped the title to Drew Gall- or not Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre. Um, you right. thinking that three and B shit? <laughs> no, he was Drew Galloway yeah, yeah. in TNA. In TNA, that's right. He that's was, right. He's that's always right. been Drew McIntyre in WWE. That's right. But he dropped it, and then uh, Bobby Roode made his SmackDown debut to a roaring crowd that treated him like a babyface. Now, to his credit. He might have been kind of presented like a babyface that night because he was fighting Aiden English, who has tons of heat, and they knew that Brooklyn crowd was going to be way into Bobby Roode. Yeah, I think he's still stuck to his character, though. I mean, he's kind of like a he's kind of like a hybrid of Flair and Triple H a little bit. <laughs> he's got the robe, but he's is that is that fair enough? I couldn't like, I couldn't be bigger on on Bobby Roode. Be yeah? honest with you. I think one of the one of the better entrances 
in the past 10 years. The song gets stuck in my head Incredible. All the time. Absolutely. I mean, chills up my... Can you imagine yourself... This is how I judge my, my entrances. If, if you yourself is the wrestler coming out to that entrance music, how are you going to feel? I would feel like the fucking man walking out to that. <laughs> Especially standing on a two-foot-wide pedestal that spins around in a circle. Yeah, oh, you can tell me shit right about that. Plus, I mean, would you say that you'd feel glorious? glorious? I might also feel comfortable. <laughs> Let's get comfortable nice. on the Free Play yes. Media Podcast Absolutely. Network, guys. Uh, but I also I wanted to ask you guys, I, even, I made a note here, uh, how do you feel about bringing back the robes, just the classic robe, Ric Flair-esque, um, you know? I think uh, just to kick it, start, kick it off, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm getting ready to just admit this on Free Play Media Network, <laughs> Total Divas, they have to provide the money for said robes or whatever wardrobes that they have, wardrobe, you know. But the records show that Jason Cornelius Bell watches Total Divas. Every now and then I do. I do every single episode. Does your wife like it? Yeah, she's a big fan. So does she like it because you like it or independent of you? Oh, she'll watch it without me. Okay. Not even caring about the I think that's her way of being like, oh, Jim likes wrestling. I can Here's watch my this. contribution to <laughs> exactly, Jim's. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Sorry, guys. Guess I'm the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they got to pay for their own robe. But yeah. And, uh, you know, the Bobby Roode is Bobby Roode robe is like a Ric Flair robe. That's not going to come cheap. You know what I'm saying? So no that's way. a nice little chunk of money that's coming out your pocket. Not talking about travel. Um, you got to send money back home to the fam, the whole shebang. That's why I don't think it's going to ever come back because unless you're just in that situation where you can afford to do X, X amount of dollars, whatever X is, you're just going to stick to, you know, here's my T-shirt with the cut-off sleeves. We're good to go. Do you think that's a like a legacy WWE legends who have worn the robe have to kind of give the good graces of a new wrestler, hey, you can don the robe. I think... I think this guy uh, is is legit enough to don the robe, or that is that just completely be, different? It might be. First of all, thank you for the question. Of course, thank you. Um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's doing I think, the question. I think I think the robes. I think the I think robes are good for certain guys. I think I, like I, I've always been a Ziggler mark, and I know that Ziggler's hit, hit on tough times. I wouldn't mind seeing Ziggler in a robe. Dolph is. Hey, Dolph's my favorite wrestler right now. I can't, I'm going to put that on the table. I can't hey. see uh, Braun Strowman in a robe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it, it It honestly depends on who that person is and how you present that person. Are we thinking that Bobby Roode's going to be a babyface or a heel, though? And who would you put Who would you put him in a feud with initially? Um, we're, I was having this argument on Twitter last night, and people were already freaking out because it's his first night in, and he's presented that as a face i'm not willing to jump on that just yet i want to let this unfold because now he he's already said he's going back to nxt he's going to wrestle roger strong he has a rematch with um drew mcintyre at some point so i mean that's and he cut that as a heel promo on nxt last night so now that being said i'm i'm, I'm gonna wait for all that to settle before what happens after that fact, whether he comes as a face or a heel, 
he should, he's just a natural heel. And the fact that he came as a face was the biggest takeaway I had from Bobby Roode coming out because I got her excited. You know, this is what we want. It's perfect. And then he cut a, a face promo. I'm like, ugh. I don't think I don't think it was a face promo. Ultimately, I don't think he's going to be a face. I think that they were smart enough to know that the Brooklyn fans would that you know the shit that happened with uh, Reigns and Cena and Miz the night before. They were probably like, we don't want this happen again, where what we're presenting doesn't match with the crowd because the crowd the crowd in wrestling is always equal part as the two wrestlers in the ring sure. as to like who's the performer. Like they, it matters what the crowd does. So I think they were smart enough. To know that they need, they can. I think it was just a introduction of Bobby Roode to the people that didn't know him. Like, here's okay. his move set, here's his okay. entrance, yeah, okay. here's his big entrance, do. here's his move set, and here's a promo. Okay. Second, the reintroduction, the second big debut on SmackDown <sighs> the other the night, gold standard was Shelton Benjamin. Who I'm a I was a big Mark I was a big Shelton Benjamin Mark back in the day because I was a big Kurt Angle Mark back in the day. Uh, I think they kind of short uh, shrifted. Shelton Benjamin the other night because he didn't get a big entrance in front of the crowd. He just showed up backstage. Right. I thought that was kind of bullshit. Yeah, he got a little shortchanged. I think so, yeah. I do like the idea of him and Chad Gable in the tag team for a little while, a especially little while, yeah. if that leads to a Shelton Benjamin turn where Chad Gable and he can have a one-on-one feud for a while because obviously Shelton Benjamin can go. Chad Gable can fucking go in yeah. the ring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um I didn't necessarily think it was the worst intro. Um, Shelton Benjamin had been rumored to come back for months now. For whatever reason, he hasn't, and now he's back. Uh, SmackDown is, like you said, it's a two-hour show, so we got to kind of, you know, budget our time in that scenario. For that two or three minutes backstage, it was perfect. It showed immediately and this is for the NXT marks, that it kind of, Chad Gable already latched on to Shelton Benjamin right away, the same way that he kind of did with Jason Jordan and the American Alpha. So I'm looking for that dynamic. I'm not going to worry about, you know, what's, why they didn't do a big to-do about uh, Shelton Benjamin. It's fine. He's not Bobby Roode. Yeah. Um, I I just wish they would have waited a week and given him an introduction in front of the crowd. I know that they don't want to have two big introductions on the same night. Like, I get that. Bobby Roode is more important. Yeah, but if they would have waited a week and then let Shelton Benjamin be introduced, like maybe Chad Gable's getting the shit kicked out of him by somebody, and then all of a sudden Shelton Benjamin, Benjamin comes out, out of nowhere yeah. and comes down to save no, him, been, and then they're a tag no, team. That would have been fine. I wouldn't and have I, a problem And with I that. just booked your territory, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic You're call. Welcome. <laughs> all right, everybody, and that's going to be the end of our three count. Hey. Jim, you're new to the show. Have you ever had Soul Taco? Love it. Fantastic. Band from, ring, band from ringside sponsor, Soul Taco. Uh, what'd you get when you got there? I go with the uh, three taco combo. Yeah. I hit a two chicken, oh. and I have, I've actually had their fish as a special before. They had fish as a special? Yeah, it was like a fried tilapia taco. <sighs> that sounds what like the fire. Fuck? Yeah, it was insane. But they you should know, I, get that. Well, I mean, everything they have is good. Well, yeah, obviously. yeah, obviously. But, you know, if you gave me the option of fried fish. But I do like that at Soul Taco, you can switch up your taco combinations. Yeah, and you for can sure. Get, I, I mean, I usually go with the spicy pork, and I know I've said it on here a million yeah, times. I'm, I always get the guy. spicy pork, I'm and I get the guy. steak, and I get the chicken. But uh, the fish sounds delightful. Well, maybe this will 
little shout out will make them bring it back. Maybe it'll spur them on. Make it a regular, it, make it a regular thing on the menu. Yeah, yeah it was, I was one of, say, I wonder if they're going to do that in uh, Chesterfield or not. Yeah, they do have a new store opening up in Chesterfield. They also have a spot in U City. They got a spot in Columbia, Champaign, Chicago. They got two food trucks flying around the city. Like Jim said, uh, they're always at every single food truck Friday that you'll go to. So everybody, uh, friend of the show, sponsor the show. Sponsor the show. Soul Taco, that's S-E-O-U-L. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. They're all over the place, and they are delicious. Tell them that Band from Ringside sent you. This is Band from Ringside. Okay, guys, uh, time to go around to some odds and ends from Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Big Cass suffered what looked like a a legit injury in his street fight with Enzo. God damn, man. Um, And he was pissed. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He was not hiding it in front of the cameras. He knew that this was the end of his big push. Uh, Thoughts on that, Jimmy B? That really sucks. And and I know exactly the clip. I'm sure you guys saw the same clip I'm talking about, probably when they went to commercial and they're bringing him back up the ramp and he's right in front of the the fans that are right there by ringside going, fuck shit, god damn it. (laughs) He slammed his hands down a couple times. God, that, especially when you're, and I know they had the feud going on, and he's and he's got a lot of heat right now. But you got to feel bad for the guy after going through that oh, whole yeah. thing, and then when he falls out of the ring, and the when it actually happens, something that happens every night, many many times on yeah. a wrestling show. Yeah, you like see it like roll up his leg. You yeah. know, oh, I, I, you got to feel for the guy. He was making a good run. I, I don't know. I liked what you said. Today about uh, maybe Enzo and um, maybe Enzo and Baron Corbin need to start a tag team called Backstage Heat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what though, there's no way that Enzo was supposed to win that match against Big Cass. That yeah. was probably going to be the blow off to the feud. And in- should have been two weeks ago. I mean, enough's enough. I mean, okay, let's just get that off the table. Cass getting hurt is not a good thing. It, anybody that gets hurt, I don't care if you like them or you don't like them. I don't want to see anybody get hurt for my entertainment. Period. Point blank. Discussion over. Now, ISIS? just going. What about ISIS? We're talking wrestling. <laughs> oh, okay. Wrestling. My bad. I yeah, thought we were talking about anybody. Yeah, I was going to say, right. let's, let's keep it in the, in the confines of wrestling for 30 seconds. <laughs> no, seriously. Band from Ringside is strictly anti-ISIS, though. Uh, yeah, gotta, I think, I think that's the same We got to put that yeah, out let's there. Let's put it out there. Okay. It's good to say. In these times, we got to start, you know. Picking one side or the other. No, seriously. <laughs> Cass getting hurt kind of sucks because you've. it should have happened two weeks ago, but now we're starting to move away from hopefully Enzo and show Enzo goes to 205. Now you can get Cass moving on to somebody else. It didn't matter at this point. It just really sucks in the sense that you – Cass has has potential. It's now you won't see that potential for at least another calendar year. And like I said, it's one of those things where I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And I know people don't like Cass, but ultimately, hopefully he comes back, comes back healthy, and we can start this over again. But it's just going to be a hard road because I, I, I always think about Dolph Ziggler when it comes to stuff like this. And yeah. you can feel me on this. When he was the champ, he got that concussion from John, uh, Jack Swagger kicking him in the head, and he hasn't been right since. Yep. So what do you do with Enzo now? He's on 205. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, 205. He's yeah, on there. He was on the uh, – after the Neville-Tozawa um, rematch, 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 whatever. See, this is uh, – anyway, 
Neville wins, and then you know Neville is you know celebrating in the ring as Neville style, you know, sneering at everybody, and then all of a sudden. Enzo's music hits, and I'm just like, oh, no, don't say yeah, this. Sucks. So then Enzo comes out, cuts his usual promo. I'm on 205 Live, and that's how 205 Live ends. Enzo's not going to ha- – only thing Enzo is going to do is wake up a, a dead crowd. He's not going to do anything in the ring that's that great. He's not going to bring anything else to this table. The worst thing – I thought that 205 Live would separate him from the main roster. Apparently, 205 Live is – the main roster, both Raw and SmackDown. So you can't get rid of him even when you try to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, I hope they keep him around as a singles at least as long enough to get the payoff of him coming out, coming up to, you know, two guys who are wanting to feud with him, and you get the pop of here comes the big cast coming back out and they're tagging again. I, I think that would be ha- that would That's happen. That's another year, man. I mean, I, I, 205 Live can't go a, another year like this. And if I swear to God, and I'm put this on record right now, if he beats Neville for the Cruiserweight title, Uh-oh. I would not watch 205 ever again. Period. Point blank discussion. Over. Holding you to that. Yeah, done. I don't have a problem with that. He, he shouldn't even be in the same ring as Neville. Uh, Jason Jordan lost to Finn Balor. I was worried that they were going to put Jason Jordan over there just because mm. they are silly enough to do shit like that. Uh, Jason Jordan seems to not be catching on as a face. He's getting a lot of booze. What do you think, Jimmy B? Yeah, not a big fan. Uh, really wish they would have... Um not had this match at all. Just not even not even on the card at all. Because you don't want Balor lowering himself to fight Jason Jordan? Exactly. Even if he beats him? Mm. Took the thought out of my head and put it in the microphone. Yeah. Even, even if he beats him? Yeah. I, you know, I just, I feel like Finn Balor's got a, a more of an illustrious, dare I say, glorious. Um, <laughs> There's only one glorious around here. <laughs> yeah. Um, a, a lore about him. And, and I feel like he deserves to be, you know, not that Jason Jordan is, is a is not shouldn't be on the on the main roster or, or a higher card, but right. I feel like he should be fighting or or wrestling higher quality opponents. Um, he did beat him. Just my two cents. He did beat him. What do it you felt, think? It felt. It felt. Sorry. It felt like a like a job to me. I wouldn't go that far because I was going to say Jason Jordan. They they had a good match. The, the two problems I had it with it is number one, it was a predictable end. Finn Balor's not going to lose. After you know debuting the the Demon King, or, I don't know if he debuted or not. It doesn't matter. The Ross, the Rasta Wig King. Yeah, the yeah. Rasta Wig King. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> he wears a fucking Rasta Wig. He's man. the Demon King. Damn it! You shut know. up and why, give him respect. Why does everybody ignore that he's wearing a Rasta Wig? <laughs> we we're just ignoring it. Um, he wasn't going to lose the night after SummerSlam. Number one and number two. I think nobody. The Jason Jordan paternity announcement was a good okay. You know we okay we now found out who Kurt Angle fathered uh, the son of Kurt Angle who that person is. But now we we've, we've not done anything with it. Yeah. We couldn't believe it to begin with. Still number one, want to know who the mom is. Okay, see that's what I'm saying. We're more worried about stuff like that <laughs> versus the Jason Jordan progression. I'm of more his interested character. in who. Kurt Angle was banging when he was in college. Right. Then I am with Jason Jordan's wrestling And that's my point. Okay. Jason Jordan. (laughs) And I like like wrestling. The heel turn hopefully will come sooner versus later because now I'm getting afraid that Jason Jordan is going to get caught up in the sauce where he's just going to be 
or some other side character instead of being one of the pieces that you could build off of. Doesn't look like Nakamura is leaving the main event picture. Look like you're just sticking with Nakamura versus Gender. Yeah, uh, you didn't have a good build to begin with for SummerSlam, so now you're kind of doing it after the initial loss. So uh, No Mercy is raw, so they won't do another pay-per-view until at least a SmackDown pay-per-view towards the end of the month. Hopefully that gives them a little more time to make this a story. So ultimately, when this feud is done, who do you think is going to end up as the WWE title holder? One word, Nakamura or gender? Nakamura. Nakamura or gender? Nakamura. I think I'm going to go with gender. I don't think they're taking it off. That's That's why you lose. It's going to predictions. That's why you it's lose. It's like that right Seinfeld, there. though. Like, because I want to say Nakamura, but it's like yeah. when Jerry tells George, <laughs> he's like, if everything that you've done up to this point was wrong, then every opposite feeling that you've had is right. Uh oh. Keep uh, doing that the rest of the year. Doesn't look like we're getting it. Shane was just as involved with the AJ KO feud at the end of uh, SmackDown as, all, as, as he was during SmackDown. Or as he was during SummerSlam. What do you think about that? Or like KO AJ should be fucking done, right? Yeah, because um, we've we've taken it one step too far. Being uh, a dead horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I thought AJ was coming out for the open challenge, that's where I thought Bobby Roode was going to jump in. Mm-hmm. And then you had KO come out. Okay, so we're doing the same thing over again. Baron Corbin just makes it worse. Ultimately, fingers crossed, we're going to do a traditional five-on-five Survivor Series match where you have a KO-led team with KO, Baron Corbin, and three other guys versus a Shane McMahon-led team, probably Shane, uh, AJ, and three other guys. That That's just my knee-jerk reaction to it. This Probably Benjamin and Gable. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. Ultimately, this is an indictment on this feud to itself because you basically got two of the five top guys on the roster, Raw and SmackDown, and this is the feud that you gave us. Absolutely horrible. You should be ashamed of yourself. Agreed. Uh, the Usos cut a dope-ass promo again Tuesday night. They are fucking... They, they are at the top of their game. They're yeah. they're better than they've ever been. It, are they the best tag team on the roster? Um, well, I'm, I'm talking Raw and SmackDown. Are I'd they like, the best Raw tag team? I'd, like I'd, like I'd like to see them versus the Shield. I was going to say that. Do yeah, do, Who's include the Shield. Yeah, I'm saying in WWE, are the Usos the best tag team on the roster? Mm, yes or no? Mm, yes or no? Yes or no? Mm, no. Uh, they do. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes or no? I do like tag teams that have yeah, a similar. Yes or no? <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm yes too. Their work in the ring with New Day, and I know everybody hates New Day. That gave I like them. New Day. Oh, I What's hate going New on? Day. I hate New Day. Jim, you and I are like the only two New Day guys that are even running around as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, their promo work was the only thing I thought might be a problem. Oh. They stepped that up. Their in-ring chemistry with New Day has been so good. They were good with American Alpha, and they drew that away. The only reason I put them above the shield is because I like tag teams that kind of look alike, and they, they kind of look like each other. You think? Yeah, they kind of look hey, like man. each other. All Samoans don't look alike, man. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, before we can get out of here, we do have to say it sounds like Ric Flair's doing better. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Slowly, yeah. but yeah, I don't want to jinx it just yet. But slowly, man for Ringside Podcast comes. Uh, we want to come out as uh, very pro Flair. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 He is the goat. <laughs> <Hashtag> <laughs> 
I also, Lose for Flair. <laughs> I also want to say, we also want to say a very happy birthday to Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. <laughs> we wouldn't be here without uh, old Vincent. So we put it up on our Friends of BFR, and I'd like to let everybody know, Friends of BFR on Facebook, Band from Ringside Podcasts on Facebook, on Twitter, at BFR Pod, at BFR Bill, at BFR JCB, and at BFR Zach with an H. Uh, and we asked some people what their favorite Vince McMahon moment was. Do you know what your favorite, Jim? Do you know what your favorite Vince McMahon moment is? Uh, yeah, 100%. It has to do with uh, him cornering Trish Stratus in the corner and pulling his pants down <laughs> and making her almost kiss his ass. But then Stone Cold comes out and absolutely causes chaos. That's a good one, JCV. <laughs> what's your favorite? What's your favorite Vince moment? Probably the first time I saw him do the Vinny Mac strut when it was. <laughs> I, I can't remember when it happened, but you knew something was getting ready to happen because there was times he just walked to the ring, and then there's times where you know he had that strut and you knew that he was on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my favorite moment also involves Trish Trez. It's when Trish was, or it's when Linda was catatonic in the wheelchair. <laughs> And Vince made out with Trish right in front of his real wife, currently our uh, Secretary of House and Human Services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite Vince moment. How do you, uh, how do you get away with writing that yeah, into no, your own babe, show? Linda, babe, it's yeah. for the product. <laughs> <laughs> babe, don't, say, don't tri- can, are, is your wife going to be able to allow you to kiss random chicks on Let's Get Comfortable? Guaranteed not. Not okay. happening. So we're going to go through some of our Tony Doe, friend of the show. This is on Friends of BFR. His his favorite Vince moment was when Vince tore both his quads at the Royal Rumble 2005. <laughs> and, had to, in. and had to yell at Batista and Cena while sitting like a jackass. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Samir, says his favorite Vince moment was when his limo exploded. Uh, oh, come on. Sharif uh, also went with the Royal Rumble 2005, which actually won the contest. It should. Uh, Dan Altman, friend of the show, says when he thought that he could run a football league and still run WWE and buy WCW in three months. Uh, <laughs> Cam Cam Bigelow, Vince in the hospital and mankind with Dr. Stone Cold. <laughs> oh, my God. Was the, uh, David Patterson, friend of the show, said when he took his first stunner and sold it like he was having yeah. a seizure. That's oh, yeah. also very good. Yeah. That is a good one. And Dave Scaramana says when he yelled into the camera, you stay away from Stephanie to The Undertaker. Hey, everybody, that is uh, our show tonight. This is Band from Ringside Podcast. Thank you, Jimmy B. from Let's Get Comfortable for Fellas. filling in for Two Beer Zach. Two Beer Zach will be, next ne- uh, will be back next week. We think. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we should do it again. You are uh, right now the only co-host, the only... Uh, guest co-host we've ever had so I'm honored yeah that's your title to hold absolutely we should give you a belt (laughs) absolutely honored it it can't be the money belt we already gave that away everybody tune in to Let's Get Comfortable Uh, you can find it on iTunes Uh, it's part of the Free Play Media podcast just like we are live and just like uh, National Bag Radio Uh, for Rich the Engineer uh, we'd like to thank Chris Denman we'd like to thank Shock City Studios Jason Cornelius Bell Jimmy B Jimmy B for Two Beers Zach Pullman I am Bill Vagy and this is Band from Ringside don't forget everybody don't be heels ditch that 9 to 5 time feeling this is Band from Ringside we're now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network